This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. How can a parent set their kids up for success? And how does someone succeed if their parents just can't or won't help? Those questions came up recently on the show when I was talking with an old colleague of mine who had a very different childhood than I did. I'll remind you more about that in a minute. But anyway, with Father's Day coming up this Sunday, I wanted to talk to someone who intimately knows the answers to those questions. So I called someone whose dad was not always around to help him, but who, as a dad, was very around to help his kids. And that would be my dad, Roy. Well, Dad, welcome to Help Wanted. Well, thanks, Jason. Happy to be here. Well, uh, happy you're here. Why don't you introduce yourself to people? Who are you? What's your name? My name is Roy Pfeiffer. I am a semi-retired dentist. I consider myself an amateur athlete. I am proud to be the father of Jason Pfeiffer and our daughter, Jody a husband to Mrs. Barbara, a grandpa to Fen, Colin, Sierra, and Haven. That's great. That's great. A lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, two of those kids are mine. Two of those kids are, are my sisters, just for people who don't know. So, Dad, we have you on the show today because it is Father's Day, but also because I thought this was a really good opportunity to talk about how your upbringing impacts your career. Because I, I've heard this myself through the work I've done at Entrepreneur is that sometimes people will look at someone who is successful and they'll say, yes, but, right? Like, yes, but they had some advantages. Yes, but they had resources that I don't. And I think it's very fair to think that, but it's not always so simple. And I think that actually you and me are a really interesting example of that because the upbringing that you provided for me and Jody, my sister, your daughter, was different from the upbringing that you had. And this is really prompted, it was prompted in my mind by a conversation on another episode of this podcast where a guy named Sean, who I worked with 20 years ago, had watched my career and watched the advancements that I made in my career. And he was regretful of many of the decisions that he made in his career, which had led to less money and less, in some ways, satisfaction. And we brought him onto the show, and me, Nicole, and Sean talked. And he said this really interesting thing, which let's just take a listen to that. And if we go way back, Jason, we talk about how our past diverged. I don't want to make a pity party for me, but I think our backgrounds are, are pretty different as well. I don't know your full background, but I know that, you know, you know your parents seem to be okay. I think, remember your dad was a dentist. So my dad passed away when I was 20 years old and my mom wasn't in my life. So I was in college when my father passed away. My stepmother basically kicked me out of my house while I was still in college. I was in a situation where I needed to have a job. I needed to know what was going on because I didn't have a safety net where if I went a significant amount of time without working that I would feel like I'd be surviving. But I think that's a big thing. It's like, Jason, you maybe had more of an opportunity when we were starting out back then. Like, hey, if I take a chance and something doesn't work out, 
I'm going to be okay. So, okay. What Sean is pointing out here is a very fair thing, I think, to point out, which is that he perceived me to have many advantages that he did not have in that I came from a family that was more stable and had more money, and therefore I was able to take more risks in my career. And he maybe felt like he had less of a safety net, so wasn't able to take as many risks. And those risks that I took definitely helped me make leaps in my career where I would quit a job and I would try something new and it would allow me to explore and accelerate, whereas sometimes people don't have that flexibility. And I want to talk to you, Dad, about that. But first, can you tell me what you thought when you heard him say that? Because you listened to that episode and you heard him point out that distinction that I had had a very stable upbringing that that might have had something to do with the way in which I was able to build my career. I think initially when I thought it, I heard my name mentioned as a dentist, I I said, I'm famous. I'm on the internet now. <laughs> so I was quite pleased that he remembered. I was quite pleased that I was recognized. And um, to a ex certain extent, I think it was true. I think it was true too. But I want to also point out that it's not true exclusively, right? Which is to say that you don't need that to build a great career, which is, we're going to turn to you in a moment on that, before, but we're talking, to, <laughs> talking about me first. <laughs> but I think it's true because I can think of a couple moments where I knew that I had a safety net. And that I don't know if I would have made the same decisions without it. And so one of those is, for example, the very first job that I worked, which was not paying me very much. It was the Gardner News where I met Sean, and that paid me $20,000. But after a year, I said, you know what? I can do better. And I just quit. I just quit that job. And now I was living... Certainly within my means at the time, I lived in a dumpy apartment in a rural part of Massachusetts. I was paying $500 a month in rent. So expenses were not high. I was living with some college friends. My plan was to go freelance, to freelance journalist. And I just knew, I think, that if, I, if it really came down to it, that you and mom could, could help me bridge this moment that I was in to whatever the next one was. And that emboldened me to take that step. And that step was so critical in my career because I left this job that I didn't like. And I started to get on the path of figuring out how to find things that I did want. And I don't know what that risk would have been like without that. Understood. I, I remember when you did it and it sort of freaked me out because the way I, my money script, was you leave a job only when you have another job lined up. You never go into this gray area where no money is coming in. And that's how I was brought up. Your answer to me was, I am building a resume. And by doing this with the freelancing, I'm working towards my goal. And that made sense to me. But I remember feeling your confidence and mom and I's expression, actually, it's her expression that I have adopted. It is, it's their journey. We had our journey. It's their journey. And this was your journey. And we were sitting back and watching, but we were along for the ride. So that's really interesting because, so you were a little freaked out that I had 
left this job without another job lined up, but you were at least somewhat <laughs> calmed that I seemed to have some plan and purpose to it. Exactly. I, I seemed to know what I was doing, which I will tell you, I don't know that I did, but at least I felt like I was not being not purposeful, if that makes any sense mm -hmm. at the time. I felt like even though I didn't really know what I was doing, I had an idea of what I wanted the outcome to be. And I think, I guess you just needed to trust that I had a plan and that I had the work ethic to execute that plan. Correct. Let's now talk about your upbringing, how very different that was from what we're describing. Sure. So uh, mom and I are a team and um, uh, just I'll spend the, most of my time talking about my upbringing, but her upbringing was middle class, comfortable middle class. My situation was, I wouldn't say the polar opposite, but we were barely in the middle class. We were in the bottom of um, the middle class. My dad never went to college. My mom never went to college. Your mom's parents did. My, my parents didn't go to college. My dad worked as a clerk in the United States Post Office in New York City, about 45 minutes away from our apartment, which was a veterans co-op. After World War II, some sort of program was set up for people to, to have government subsidized housing. And we rented a small two bedroom, one bath apartment. My brother and I shared a bedroom and my parents shared a bedroom. And my dad worked the night shift, which gave him a 10% pay raise if he worked the night shift. So he was hardly around and I hardly knew him. He also suffered, and I didn't know this because my mom protected us, but he suffered from uh, clinical, he was clinically depressed and he would go for, to, for electric shock treatments to try and bring him out of that depression. At a very young age of say 47 or so, he developed leukemia, a blood cancer, and shortly thereafter, a few years after that, he passed. And it was my, my mom and her two boys. And everything that we needed to do we did on school loans. We went to college. For the last two years, I was a resident assistant, which at that time, they paid my room, board, and tuition. And so I was able to sneak out of there with very little loans. L loans, but little loans. And then my mom was alone. I applied to dental school. I wanted to go be a dentist. And I went to I got accepted to NYU, which was close to my mom. My brother was away at college. I don't remember what it cost, but it was a fortune at the time. And I took loans. And we, uh, both my brother and I, managed to, to blossom, both personally, professionally, financially. You know, it's my theory that when you're raised a certain way, you either repeat that or you do the polar opposite. And for me... My dad was never around. He never went to any of my games or saw me in any, any extracurricular activities. I said to myself, when we have kids, I want to be involved in all things children. Both mom and I see children as little adults, sh shorter adults, that's all. And we treated you guys with, a lot. you know, of course, we set boundaries as, as needed, but we gave you a lot of freedom and we listened to your, your input on everything. 
so interesting to hear that story and then map it on to my own because the outcome I would I would like to think is similar, right? In that the upbringing that I had, the upbringing that you had, both led to thriving, happy careers and a very happy family. But you take very different directions to get there. And I guess I'm just thinking back to the moment where I quit that job and it was not how you would have approached that because of the way that you were taught to think about career. And, and, and to me, it was all about risk-taking. And I wonder if on the career side of your life, if you think that you, because of the way that you were raised, were more risk-averse than I was. And if, if you had the upbringing that you and mom provided me and Jody if you would have done something different career-wise or taken different risks or had a different idea of the kind of path that you could create? It's totally an unknown, but I was very anxious to have my own office. And I used to drive your mother crazy because it was probably, uh, let's see, uh, it was probably, yeah, seven years. It took me seven years after school and residency to get up the nerve to take out a doctor's loan and hang my shingle and say, Roy Pfeiffer, DDS, come come visit me. And I couldn't wait to do that. I was so anxious. I, I, I want to backtrack and not say nerve, but I wanted to do it tomorrow. It wasn't nerves. I was so anxious to do it, but circumstances didn't lead to an opportunity. And your mom kept saying to me, what does it matter if you open up an office and you practice for 46 years or 44 years? It doesn't matter in the long run. And she was right. And it just calmed me down because I wanted to reap the benefits of all my education. And I also wanted to pay off my loans as fast as possible and <laughs> and start to put money in the bank. It's impossible. It's impossible to pick apart how your upbringing totally shapes you. That's, that's an impossible thing to do. But to the degree that I can identify things about my upbringing that I think did directly shape me or at least created the foundation for me to make decisions that ultimately shaped me. I think one of the greatest things that you and mom created in me is the feeling that I have the ability to make my own decisions and that I have the freedom to explore those decisions. And that is why I am here in the thing that I'm doing right now, which is because I was able to reinvent myself a couple times and take a couple big risks during my career and do things that were maybe not the most financially smart. Right? I quit two jobs. There was a time where I moved to New York for a job that paid me like 50 grand a year, which is, you know, you can't get a lot in New York on 50 grand a year. Like there were a couple times where I, I made big financial risks and then I made them work. But I think that the reason, if I could diagnose it, sure, part of it is just that maybe that was just in me. But another part of it had to be that I was given some combination of the freedom to know that if I made a really big financial mistake, that there was some kind of safety net for me to pick myself up and figure it out. But also that, uh, as you quoted mom, 
it's their journey. I that surely seeped into me that I was supported regardless of what the journey would be, and that allowed me to take a couple different zigs and zags on that journey. And so it resulted in me building a career that I find very satisfying because I was able to move through a couple versions of that and explore it and take leaps without total worry about what would happen as a result. And that's a gift. And so I'm curious because you built a very a successful and it seems to be very satisfying career. And, you know, you were a successful dentist. You had a practice of your own that that was always full of patients and you had a staff and everyone seemed happy and you made money. But do you think that you did that by playing things safe? And do you think that you had some of what I just described that I have, which is that freedom to take risks and to like reinvent? So I think, and again, like you say, it's tough to diagnose I think that story I told you about opening the opening an office as soon as possible versus waiting till you're really ready and find the right place. If I had a different upbringing and a financial uh, lifeline to turn back on, I think I would have opened an office sooner because I would have that support like you just described that if I wasn't that busy and I needed to pay bills, I could turn to my parents and say, I need help. But I'm sure that I had the confidence that I would be successful. But I chose to wait until I found the ideal location. And again, it was seven or eight years. I don't really remember exactly till I found that. And so I was an employee of a dental office or dental offices. And I knew in my heart what my goal was, that was to open my own office, but I didn't have this the, the cushion, the financial cushion to fall back on. So I made sure that when I did, I had saved money and then I had found the right location and turned the lights on and sent out announcements that come visit me, I'm a great. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. 
Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. You know, Dad, in thinking about the big takeaway here, you know, I I wonder if you agree. It's like the role of a parent is not just providing a safety net, but really helping them build their own safety net, right? And that's what in some ways both of our experiences led towards was different paths towards recognizing how we could build a thing for ourselves. And, you know, if you don't have the privilege of having a parent who can, can, can provide that for you, you can still take a big leap. It just might, like you did, take a little bit longer to feel comfortable. Whereas with me, maybe I was able to full speed ahead a little bit faster, but you get to the same place ultimately. And I guess now with my own kids, it is to channel mom, it is their own journey. You have to think about it in terms of their own journey. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is to just, based on whatever means you have, to help them recognize that it's their own journey that they can control. Right. So that's my dad. My mom, Barbara, is also very awesome, by the way. Hi, mom. I know you're listening. We will have you on for Mother's Day. And I speak from experience when I say, my parents mastered being intentional with something that feels very intangible. And that is fostering comfort with taking risks and having their kids' backs and also teaching their kids how to have their own backs. These are all things I and my wife want to pass along to our own kids. Although, because our older son is only eight, he is not exactly thinking about his career just yet. We actually talked about it on the walk to the school bus recently. Do you ever think about what job you want when you grow up? No, I've never thought about it. I have, but I rarely. But rarely? Like, I almost never. Do you think that working will be fun? (laughs) No. No? No. Why not? That was really boring. Yeah. Well, it can be. But it can also be lots of fun if you find something you really like. You mean like a Pokemon card thing? Maybe like a... Did you say a Pokemon card collector? Yeah. Yeah? That could be fun. No, a gamer. Oh, a gamer. A professional gamer? Yes. I think that means playing video games for like 12 hours a day every day. Yeah. How's that sound? 
Let's do a try. Okay. All right. That's a good deal. It's a little hard to hear because a truck just rolled by as he said it, but he wants to be a professional Pokemon card collector, which, you know, is an actual job. So that's cool. I'm here to be supportive. Just uh, ask me how I feel about that if he still wants to be a Pokemon card collector in 20 years. Anyway, back to my dad. I see the parenting, the mom or the dad or both, as uh, watering cans for the flower flower garden and the flowers should grow and you're the flower and our Jody is our flower and we couldn't be more proud of how you have blossomed and contributed to the greater garden of the world. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Well, thank you. I love you. And mom loves you too, even though she's not here right yeah. now. <laughs> Sorry, because it was a it was a Father's Day. Father's we'll get her on a Mother's we'll do Day. A, we'll do Mother's Day next next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Tell her she's booked. Okay, okay. Thank you. Love you, honey. Love you. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer, and me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoy. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. 